sip. At the count of three, at the count of three, I want you to shout a hallelujah real loud. Can we do that? Y'all got good lungs? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Hallelujah! All right, I'm ready to preach. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Listen, if y'all visiting for the first time, come back next Sunday because Miguel will be preaching here. It'll be less rowdy than this. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get serious now, and I'm going to uh, share from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to be sharing from the verse, verses 28 through 36. Now, I've been getting ready for this since couple of Wednesdays ago and I'm gonna read from the New International Version it's gonna be uh, it's on the screen as well you guys can follow along and the Word of God says like this when Eliab David's oldest brother heard him speaking with the men he burned with anger at him and asked why have you come down here and with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now, now what have I done, said David? Can I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of the Philistines, your servant. Well, I'm sorry. Let, let no one lose heart on account of the Philistine. Your servant will go on and fight him. Saul replied, are you not able to go out against this? You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear come and carry, came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like no one, not like no one of them because he has defied the armor of the living God. Father, I pray, Father God, this morning for your word and to be spoken into our hearts and that we not only be listeners to your word, but doers of the same. Holy Spirit, take, take action, take control of my life as I deliver this message in your name. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, David and Goliath is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I remember my grandmother used to sing a, a chorus that, in regards to that story. And it's in Spanish, so I won't bore you with singing it because you won't get what I'm saying. But it was uh, one of my favorite. I remember in Sunday school, they used to teach us about David and Goliath. And I'm thinking about that slingshot, that rock that struck this giant right in the middle of his forehead. And 
I was like, man, so a kid like me can beat up a big dude. That's all right. That's all right. So I've shared this story many times. And as you know, the Bible is so alive that when you can read one verse in different occasions, and you're going to get a different message from the same verse over and over again. That's the beauty of the Word of God. Now, I have preached about David and Goliath numerous times. So, what led me to bring this story back, these verses back today? Well, as you all know, and we've been talking about this in these days, and I'm not going to bore you with the details. You know, yes, Pastor Miguel and I, we went, joined other several pastors from the district, and we met. We had lunch. We had a lunch meeting, actually, with our new bishop. Now, to be honest, I was not, I did not, I wasn't even planning on going to this meeting. But the salad took, my, you know, got my attention. I said, all right, I'm there. Salad, mm. By the way, I'm, I gave up vegetables for Lent, just saying. So, I, 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 in reality, I wasn't even planning on going. And not because of, it was because it's during my work, my work days. And, you know, it takes a lot for me to just block schedules, re rearrange stuff. And uh, so, I didn't want to do that, you know. So, but Miguel, of course, you know, I said, well, you know what, I'm going to go for my brother, you know, especially, and the salad, I'm, I'm good. And we, I went with the expectation of, you know, I'm going to get some, I want to see what, what she's about. I want to see, hear what she has to say. And you guys know the story. But the salad was good. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. So, I left that meeting it was a Wednesday, you know, I had conversations with Katie upstairs because I was, I wasn't too happy, you know, I was, I was really not happy at all. I don't even know how to say it, but it was, I, I was very um, discouraged. Uh, and I knew that around me there were other fellow pastors that were feeling the same way. It was, it was disturbing. To the point where I didn't sleep that whole night. Then I'm getting anxious because I knew that the next morning I had a very long day. You know, I had, I had to work like all these evaluations and I had medical uh, projects that I had to work also. And lack of sleep, not so good. So here I am just, you know, oh, Lord, please, what is going on here? Can I, you know, I'm turning around and, 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 and having this pity party with God and, and just nagging. And saying, you know, Lord, you know, I need to go to sleep. You know, I, I got to work tomorrow. You know, why am I awake? Why am I worked up? And I'm over here. All these things just kept on going through my mind. And, and, and I'm just listening and just fighting, you know. And all of a sudden, 1 Samuel verse three, chapter 3, verse 10 came to mind when the Lord spoke to Samuel, woke him up. And Samuel said, speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. So I sat in my bed, it was about 2.30 in the morning, and I said exactly that. Speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. 
What do you want from me today? What are those instructions that you want me to, to share? And he gave me this story. And I'm over here thinking, but I've preached this lots of times. You want me to, what do you want me to share? What do you want me to say? What do you want for your people to hear from this story? Now, we all have heard, we've all heard about this story about David and Goliath. We all know the outcome. And like I said earlier, it's one of my favorite stories. And as I was reading it again in content, one of the things that, that came to me was that David had gone to the battlefield because he was sent by his father. Go over there and check on your brothers and report back to me. Let me know how things are going. But then David, little boy as he is, as he was, he's going, of course, but he's asking all these questions about the Philistine, you know. And, 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 and I'm just thinking about, you know, when I remember when my daughters were smaller and I would drive them. And they were asking all kinds of questions, and, and I would give them an answer, and they would come up with another question, and I'm giving them an answer, they come up with another question, and I'm giving them an answer, they come up with another question, I'm getting kind of irritated, you know? I'm like, all right, let's play the quiet game, okay? Can we play the quiet game here? Can, can we do that? And I'm thinking that David's doing the same thing. He's asking questions to all these people who are trying to hide, you know, for safety, and here's this little boy asking questions. Hey, yeah, hey what, what's up with this giant? Can we, can we get him? Can we, can we handle him? Can we take him on? Can we fight him? Can we do this? Can we do, you know, can we do that? And I'm over here thinking, you know, that David is just, he's just annoying people in that battlefield. He's just annoying people asking them about the giant. But really, David wanted to fight the guy. He wanted to fight him. And that's like, wow, this dude was something else. He wanted to fight this, he wanted to fight this big dude. But then, then his big brother saw what was going on. And you know, when older siblings will tell their younger siblings, get away from me. You know, leave me alone. I'm with my friends. Go play with mom and dad, or that type of stuff. I'm thinking that that's the same thing that's going on here. You know, Eliab. David's oldest brother, the Bible says that he was angry and he was furious at David. And he was like, what, what in the world is he doing here? Who sent this kid over here? You know, the Bible is saying that, that, that he's questioning David. He says, why? Why did you come down here? And with who did you leave your sheeps? You know, you, you left the sheeps all alone and you came here for what? You have no dog in this fight. What are you doing? And then he says, now I know how conceited you are. <laughs> he says, I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart. That really, that really took me for a loop. And how wicked your heart is. You came down here because you're nosy. You came down here only to watch the battle. You came down here just to fight, just to see what's going on here. You didn't come here for anything else. Just to fight. So here we go. Eliab is questioning David. He talks down to David and he accuses David. And then I'm thinking of David's reaction. It's like, what did I do? Now what have I done? You know, and what? I can't, I can't speak for myself. I can't ask questions. I can't, I can't 
I can't ask what's going on here. So he said, all right, if you, don't want to listen, if you don't want me to talk to you, I'll go to somebody else. And he kept on talking to other people, and he was getting the same results until Saul sent for him. Saul sent for him. Saul was notified about David, and Saul sent for him. But listen to what David is telling Saul. He says, hey, listen. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. In other words, this dude is all talk. He's big, yes, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't lose heart for this Philistine. I, your servant, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to fight him. It's like a little brother telling his older sister, if that boy's not good by you, I'm going to beat him up. All right, that's AJ. I'm just saying. I'm just, I, that was AJ when he was a kid. You know, I'm just. So Saul, as he hears David saying, don't worry about it. I'm going to go fight him. Saul replies, listen, you're not able to go out against this Philistine. You're not able to go out there and fight. So David's already hearing all these discouraging words. You're not able to go and fight him. Why? Because you're just a kid. This giant, he's been a warrior since he was very young. You have no chance. You have no chance. So... I would not even contemplate the idea of trying to fight this guy. He has been a warrior since youth. Have you ever heard discouraging words coming your way of things that you think you feel led to do? And all of a sudden, what you're getting back is discouraging words. When I moved from Puerto Rico to Georgia, people that were closest to me would ask, what are you going to do in Georgia? You got no family over there. I knew that God was sending me over here. And these were Christian people, so I knew how to speak the language. And I said, well, I feel a calling from the Lord to go. You ain't, you, you got nobody over there. There's a lot of racist people over there, you know, you're. You're Latino. You're going to get in trouble. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I heard it all. I heard one guy say, so what are you, what are you going to be doing over there in Atlanta? Well, I'm going to be, you know, ministering to people. We're going to be planting churches and all that good stuff. And how much does that pay? Okay. You hear all these discouraging, you know, you, you hit these roadblocks. You hit these road, roadblocks, and what are you going to do? Are you going to listen to the, oh, man, you know what? He's right. I'm just going to sit down and, and just wait till the next train. Or are we going to trust the Lord and say, even though it looks impossible, I got what it takes. When Saul told David this, David said, hold on now. Before you, go for, before you go any further, 
Let me just say this. Me, your servant, has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear, let me tell you something. He didn't say when a puppy and a kitten. He said a lion and a bear. You know, I'm not going to stand toe-to-toe with a lion. I ain't going to stand toe-to-toe with a bear. I'll be there lunch. And he's saying when a lion and a bear came, to ca- came and carried off my sheep, you know what I did? I didn't let them run. I went after it. I struck it. And I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When, the, when, they, when it turned back to me, I seized it by its hair. Can you imagine that? I seized it by his hair. Struck it and killed it. This is where it gets really interesting. This is the part right here that God spoke to me that Wednesday night. When, when David says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like no one of them. Will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. You know, in other words, David is telling Saul, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but here is what I have done. And when I'm thinking about this, about David's description of his battle against the lion and the bears to defend his sheep, he's saying this is no different. Now, even though he shared these experiences with Saul, David knew that his strength didn't come from within him. His strength came from the Lord. And it was God who was going to strengthen him as he faced that giant. Now, here's what I'm telling you today. The same God that gave David strength to fight lions and bears is the same God that gave David strength to fight the Philistine giant, which you already know the outcome of that story. Well, here's the good news. The same God of David is the same God of Skyland Church. I didn't hear you. Okay, let me say this again. I just had a moment. Uh, Okay. I'm going to say that again. The same God of David is the God that you serve. He is the same God yesterday. He is the same God today. And he is the same God forever and ever. God never changes. His plan never changes. And his word never changes. And we might hit the roadblock, but at the end of the day, we will come victorious. I just had another moment. We will come victorious. 
Even though David shared experiences, he knew that his strength came from the Lord. You know what upset David? You know what upset David? What upset David is that there was a giant who was mocking God and who was mocking God's people. Now, y'all might not know this about me, but I have a TikTok account. (laughs) And I post videos on TikTok. You know, one of the things that about this platform is that when you scroll, you can find a good godly message, and then you hit the next video, and it's totally the opposite of what you heard before. Now, I've seen videos that made me feel like David. As as a man that loves Jesus the way he does, I cannot stand for mockery against my Lord and Savior. I don't. I don't like the twisted the, the twisted truths. I stand by Jesus. And I stand with Jesus. The thing about it, and the why, is only because of one thing. One of the things that scares me the most, because one day we're all going to leave this place. Right now we're just passing by, as Billy Graham said. I'm not from this world, I'm just passing by. And we're passing by. But the reality and the question is, after here, where are we going? After this place, where are we going? You know what we are doing as Christians? We are trying to bring a message that will save lives for eternity. That's just it. This whole whole battle that's going on, let me tell you, this is the plan of the enemy. He wants the people of God to go against each other, to battle against each other, and to lose focus of what the Great Commission is. The plan is still there. We still, Margie, we still reach people for Jesus. We still preach Jesus of the cross. And why is that, Jose? I'm glad you asked. The reason why I am, and everybody should, every Christian person should be as passionate for the truth of the gospel as I am is because I was hitting a spiral that was going to take me straight to the flames. And thank God for prayer warriors and for people that were bold, that came and faced this formerly angry addict to tell me Jesus loves you. I didn't want to hear it at the moment. I did not want to hear about this God bless you stuff. I didn't want to hear it. But thank God for brave people like those that came and spread that seed where today I can say Jesus did rescue me. Jesus did save me, and and Jesus continues to save souls. 
And you know what? The beauty of this all is that if Jesus would come right now through these doors and say, people of God, let's go. We're going home. I'm front and center. I am going home. I will go home, and I will see you there. I just had another moment. Do you all agree? Do you agree? I stand for Jesus. What about you? Praise team, y'all can start making your way up here. I'm going to land this plane. Here's what I want to say, church. Here's what I want to encourage you. One thing that God is speaking to us is that no giant that will stand in front of you will bring you down. Y'all heard what I said? No giant that will come to face us will bring us down. We might be a small army. We might be a small army. David was a small guy. We might be a small army. But we have what it takes. Because we serve the same God of David. We got what it takes. That night God reminded me. He said, listen. We will face some Goliaths on the way. We will face some Goliaths on the way. He also reminded me that we will also face disappointments. Facing some Iliabs, people who we look up to. People who we look up to that will disappoint us the most. But God is calling this church to be like David. He is calling this church to be the Davids. We need to stand for Jesus. Now I know, now I know that, you know, this morning was a little rocky and that's why I said, you know, I, I, every time I come to the house, I come focused. I don't like to hear bad news or I'm focused because I'm about to deliver a message that will break chains. And I have to stay focused. I lose focus very easy. I lose focus very easy. And I have to confess that I was a little nervous this morning. Matter of fact, I got here a little nervous because I knew I said, God, forgive me. I know I have a responsibility, and we all do. And I know that we're in this time crunch, and we all know. I know that we're in this uncertainty of what's going to happen and all this. I know that. I know. But you know what, church? I'm not going to focus on the outcome. Everything will, everything will come in its course. 
If I believe that God is in control of the, of the outcome, why am I worried about it? If I know that God is in control of the outcome of this church because God has a plan for this church, I don't have anything to worry about. I don't. God is greater. I wasn't called by the conference. I was called by God. It wasn't the conference who saved us. It was God. God used he uses the conference, he uses the denomination of whatever choice it is to present himself to you. God is God, man. I can't worry about the outcome. I will go wherever God will send me. I pray that I can retire here. Ain't that right? But I serve God. And whenever there's like concerns and worries and, and us wondering what's going to happen, let's go back to Scripture and remember, don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow bring its own worries. Focus on the today. Y'all know the Lord's Prayer. Give us today our daily bread. If we have what it takes to survive today, why are we worried about tomorrow? God is in control of the tomorrow. He is in control of the future of this church. So my prayer this morning is that when we leave this place, listen, go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace and believe and trust that the battle is already won. God has the final word. God has the final word. Do y'all believe that, church? And we serve a great God. Now, you're going to have the opportunity to come to the altar and just lay down your concerns in front of this altar. God is here. God is here. And he wants to bless you. And for us to realize that we serve him for who he is. He is God. So the altar will be open guys can come and pray and just lay it all out there God is in control you know how I fight my battles you know how I fight my battles I can't go like I said earlier I can't go in front of a bear or in front of a lion you know, I used to duke it out you know back in the day but I'm old now I can't do that I can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a lion or a bear. Or... I can't do that. We can't go against the enemy to duke it out. But there is a powerful weapon that we have.
that will give us the victory. And this is how we fight our battles. Through prayer. Through prayer. Through prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. And we thank you, Father, because we are victorious thanks to you. We praise you, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. This is how I fight my battles. This is how we fight our battles. This is how I fight my battles. You can't go toe to toe. This is how I fight my battles. God will fight it for you. This is how I fight my battles. How I fight my battles. This is 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 how I fight my This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Yes, 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 yes. So we fight our battles, we fight our battles on our knees in prayer. Prayer is the utmost weapon of victory that we have. Prayer, and I love the way that the children presented it, it's not a whole bunch of King James words and thy thou art stuff it's all about a conversation with the Lord talking to God like we talk to each other and the beauty of it is that God works in favor for his children for those who love him this is how I fight my battles Sing it with me, church. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. How I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. 
is how I fight All right, church. I want to welcome y'all to the preparation of your battlefield. We are the soldiers of the living God, you and me. Now, we come to church maybe with different thoughts and different reasons. But here's the reality. The reality is that the Bible says that in the last days we will see a lot of things that don't make sense. This world is getting crazier by the minute. It's getting crazier by the minute. Now, we are still here. We're getting ready. When we exit this door, we will be entering the battlefield are you listening when we leave this place we will be entering the battlefield now how do we fight our battles how do we fight our battles now I'm gonna ask you soldiers of the living God to get up on your feet get up on your feet come on we're gonna exit this place ready for battle we're gonna exit this place ready to go to war now we can't, we don't have any armies or any weapons that can, that can defeat physically the enemy, but we have two weapons called knees, our knees. We have a weapon called our heart. We have a weapon called our voice. We have a weapon called worship. We have a weapon called prayer. And it's these weapons that we're gonna use to fight the battle. So, as we sing it one more time, and as we sing it, sing it with me. It says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by, come on. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Sing it with me. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Say it. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Yeah. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Alright, listen up. Now, here's what's happening in this atmosphere. Here's what's happening. And this is what you have to be ready for. You have become a threat to the enemy and all of his armies. Do you hear me? You have become a threat to the enemy 
and his armies. This is the reason why he attacks. Because he knows that you have become a threat. He's scared. He should be. Because we have weapons to defeat him and his armies. And we fight our battles through prayer and through worship. Yes. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my Something is happening in this place. I think God has equipped us to go out, to go out and spread the love of the living Savior. Now, before we exit out, before we exit, just remember one thing. The world does not know pretty much much of God's word. They can probably read it, but they won't understand it. Now many, and I heard this one brother say, that the first Bible that many people will read is us. Is us. Now, when they read us, what message will they read? So take that with you today. 
You are a winner. God has made you a winner. God is good. God is good. So as we leave this place, go in the peace of God. And don't worry about the outcomes. Let God handle that. God will never do anything against his plan or against his word. Oh, Father, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come and worship together today. Father, as we leave this house, I pray, Lord, that, that you would take us to our destinations and allow us to enjoy the rest of this Sunday in your presence. In your presence. Drive our vehicles and be with us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. I love you all. And I'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. <laughs>